0: No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Beth Center on
2: v the sports betting network.
3: Welcome in. It is indeed the v Sin Bet Center. I'm Brady Cannon live at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas, Nevada. And my partner Dan Leach is here via the Motor City, Detroit, Michigan. Dan, it's been a while. Good to be with you again, my friend. How are you?
2: Dude, fantastic. Great to be with you. There's, there's tons to talk about. Tons going on, my man.
3: You bet. A full card of baseball. We've got some double headers getting ready to go to the nightcap here pretty soon. Of course, we've got basketball tomorrow, a game seven, a hockey game six this evening. We will talk about all kinds of action to discuss throughout the next four hours. Let's get to that baseball. We've got uh, action on the Diamonds, as I mentioned, the second half of a couple of double headers getting ready to go to first pitch here momentarily. The Rockies are at the Nationals 3:05 Pacific, 6:05 p.m. Eastern time. Washington took the opener 13 to seven in the nightcap. It'll be Chad Cool taking on uh, Yon Adone for Washington, and Adone is just one and eight on the year. Chad Cool has been very good for Colorado. He's at 3-2 and two with an ERA of just 3.67. Now, Colorado kind of surprised me here. They lost the opener of the twin bill, and with the better pitcher on the hill, in my mind, they are a short underdog here in the nightcap, plus 115 on the money line for the Rockies, and Dan, a total of 9.5
2: and all of a sudden, uh, you know, totals are going bonanza. They're going over after so many few, you know, low-scoring games. That that first game, you know, when you look at what happened, and it was just a lot of runs early. And, you know, when I look at the game coming up, I look at that price right there, and you mentioned the cool has been really good. Uh, you know, the ERA is solid. He's pitched well. Hasn't really given up, a, you know, a ton of product. Three and two in a three six seven ERA. But, uh, you know, when you look at what the, this Rockies team has been, inconsistent but i like the value on the rockies plus the money here i i i mean it's not a big play for me but after what happened in game number one i'm going rockies in game number two
3: yeah, I'm with you. The Washington Nationals all of a sudden have won three games in a row, but for a while there, they looked like uh, after the first quarter of the season was over, they looked like the new version of the Cincinnati Reds there for a minute, right. where they were just a team you could absolutely fade. And I did make a small play on Colorado in the nightcap as well. Uh, I think it, it makes some sense. It, it's kind of a little bit of a handicapping faux pas or, or a misnomer, if you will, to just bet the team that lost the, the opening game of a doubleheader. But to me, it feels like Colorado's the better team here with the better pitcher on the hill, and I'm getting plus money.
2: Yeah, listen, it's, the zigzag theory doesn't work as much in baseball So it does not like the NBA or maybe uh, the NHL Stanley Cup playoffs. But the Nationals are an eight-win home team. And I know you mentioned they won three in a row, but they're, not, they're, they're better than the Reds because not many teams in the history of baseball recently are <laughs> worse than the Reds, maybe by Tigers for a minute. Uh, I think it scores some runs by over seven in that game that should have been last night, but got postponed due to rain. Uh, the Nationals just aren't a very good team, and I think the Rockies are the you know not only are you getting value on the plus money here. You mentioned what happened in the first game of the doubleheader, so I'm all about the uh, the Rocky Mountain Top uh, Colorado squad getting a little cash today with Cool uh, on the mound, and he has been solid. I mean, I know he's only three and two, but the area is not not bad at three six seven, uh, and and I just think this is going to be a Rockies win by three four runs.
3: Yeah, you consider an ERA of 3.67 when you pitch half your games at Coors Field. That is pretty good. So I am with you. Unfortunately, I didn't even get the best number. I got plus 110 on the Rockies, and I am seeing a consensus number of plus 115 now on Colorado. The other game that will be finishing up the second half of a doubleheader, this one goes in about five or ten minutes from now, the Orioles at the Red Sox at Fenway Park, 310 Pacific time. 610 Eastern, and Boston won the opener here, five to three year final. In the tw- in the nightcap, it'll be Josh Winkowski getting the ball for Boston. He'll be opposed by Denny Reyes. Looks like a bit of a bullpen effort effort for the Baltimore Orioles here. The Baltimore Orioles, Dan, they have won just five of their last 15 games. Yet they are on pace to exceed their season win total. Their season win total was right in the neighborhood of say 62, 63. Right now on pace to win about 65 games for the season, and they are plus 145 underdogs here on the money line tonight and. Here comes another big total. It, it is odd, and we will talk about this later in the program, how it looks like the totals have all of, all of a sudden shifted, but 10 and a half right. in this one at Fenway.
2: Yeah, i am staying the heck away from that. I, I talked about it at the outset. You know, there we're, were seeing a lot more runs after, you know, basically the most of the month of May with, with uh, games going under. And by the way, Nathan Evaldi gets his first ever career complete game in that first one uh, in the win, 5-3 uh, uh, for the Red Sox over the Orioles. I, I just look at this game, A, that total's way too high. I, you know, you mentioned the, the early win total on the Orioles. Uh, maybe it's because they moved the fences back at Camden Yards for some reason, and they played well against the Yankees in certain series. Cost me some money in a game where the Yankees had them on the run line minus one and a half. If you remember that one a couple weeks ago where they gave up a run in the ninth inning, just, you know, Chavin was terrible again. Uh, I, I have no real trust for the, the Orioles in this game. I don't want to lay 160 or so with the Red Sox, so it's a stay away for me. But you look at the, the 10 and a half total, that, to me, I understand it's going to be a bullpen effort for the Red Sox, but come on. I mean, this is – that's way too high for the second game of a doubleheader, where a lot of times, you know, it was eight runs in the first game. You might see five runs in this game because they're playing two full games. So to me, this is a total stay away game uh, for game two of the doubleheader.
3: Yeah, I did not get involved either. One game uh, that is already a winner for me in progress, we'll look at some of the baseball games currently going on. I bet the over in the Texas Rangers and the Oakland Athletics, it was five to one into the top of the uh, fifth inning there, but Texas unloaded for five runs in the top half of the 5th to make it 10-2 now. Oakland is at bat in the bottom half of the 5th inning. 10-2 to Rangers right now. The money line is off the board. The total for the game is 15 in your, in your live market. It, it is amazing, some of the totals in baseball. It seems like it started the other day with the Reds beating the Cubs 20-5. to yeah. We had the Washington Nationals and the Colorado Rockies put 20 runs up earlier today. 12 just halfway through the game here in Oakland between the Rangers and the A's. Now the Miami Marlins and the Atlanta Braves going the other direction. Only three runs on the board there down in Atlanta. 2-1 to in favor of Sandy Alcantara and the Miami Marlins. They're in the top of the seventh inning there, Miami at bat, and they are minus 250 on the money line. What about that, Dan? Uh, I know the Marlins have been leading this game throughout, but Atlanta was able to put a run on the board recently here to cut that margin in half. Now two to one in favor of Miami, and you're getting almost two to one for Atlanta to come back and win this ball game. Now I know we're in the top of the seventh inning here, but it doesn't look like a bad shot at two to one with the Atlanta Braves.
2: By the way, not to jump ahead here, but I just got three runs from the Guardians uh, here in Detroit in my over seven. So that's, I'm alive (laughs) in that one. Thank God. Five runs there. I mean, the Tigers have been so bad. I am just trying to take overs in in Detroit games. But yeah, and by the way, that Reds, uh, that Reds uh, uh, Cubs game, wasn't that the Bengals over the Bears 20 to 5? The heck was going on with that? I look at, you know, a lot of times in live betting, Brady, as you know, you got to look at the value. And and obviously the Marlins aren't, you know, the worst team in baseball. But to get that kind of money with the Braves, and yeah, you only have, what, nine outs left in Atlanta, but you've got hitters that can, you know, obviously manufacture runs and big balls out of the park. That's where I would think and, and consider of jumping on that kind of value because, you know, it's not like the Marlins have, you know, shut down the Braves. They only have one hit or something, or they haven't scored any runs. To be able to get that kind of positive money, a two-to-one or better, even though it's late in the in the game, that to me is where I like to, because the only game I have on the card right now until later is the, the Guardians-Tigers over seven. I would maybe look to add on and, and, and take a chance there with just, a you know, a few innings left for the Braves to come back and cash a two-to-one or so.
3: Yeah, Shane Bieber has had great success throughout his career against the American League Central Division and doing it once again today, despite just a 1-3 and three record on the year, pitching a 5 nothing shutout currently against the Detroit Tigers in the top of the 7th inning. Make it 6, Dan! There's one more yep, run for it you! there is! I'm a believer! I'm a believer today! <laughs> uh, the in-game total is 8, so certainly you currently have the best of the number, holding a 7, looking to go over 7 between the Guardians and the Tigers. Once again, sixty to nothing Cleveland out in front in the top of the seventh inning looking to add more on that the Cincinnati Reds and the San Francisco Giants a good game going there Cincinnati got out to a three nothing lead but the Giants fighting back now three to two in the bottom of the sixth inning here's another opportunity for you Dan we talked about the problems that Cincinnati had early in the year they've righted the ship a little bit and been playing about 500 baseball the last couple of weeks or so uh, but the San Francisco Giants trailing by just a run in the the bottom of the 6th inning and you can get them at plus 160.
2: Yeah, I can't believe I took the Reds uh, a few days back as a as a favorite. I think it was against the the Pirates. I'm trying to remember what game it was. I couldn't believe I actually took Cincinnati as a favorite ever. But, yeah, I mean, you look at the Giants, a 24-win team, and, you know, down a run, they got more innings left. They got four innings left, obviously, to come back against the Reds. And you, you, you made a good point there. The Reds, obviously, are to me, clearly the worst overall team in baseball. All, all about the future for them. They sold a lot of their parts, don't have a high payroll. But they have played better baseball. And, you know, when you look at what they were able to do scoring 20 runs, that was kind of incredible the other day. So, you know, the Reds are playing better, but you're still looking at a giant. Science team that has a great chance of coming back to down one run. Plenty of outs left, 12 outs left in that one. And I, once again, you look for some live betting value in certain situations where you're not going to go crazy and bet two, three, four, five units. But if you're not like, you know, maybe spread on the card today and you're just looking for something to maybe get you some value, that's where you would look at a team like the Giants because while the Reds have been playing better, Brady, the Giants are clearly a better team. And that's where I love kind of identifying teams that are much better in their competition, especially with good bullpens late in the game, whether it's the sixth inning, seventh inning on, And sometimes you can do it in the eighth inning, get plus four or five to one, and the team comes back and wins by two or three runs. So that's where I like to kind of get the sweet spot of betting live when it comes to baseball.
3: Well, Dan, I hope nobody ran to the window and bet the Atlanta Braves. The Miami Marlins just added a pair of runs and now they're still batting in the top of the seventh inning and now lead the Atlanta Braves 4 to 1. Garrett Cole was really pitching a gem into the 6th inning for the New York Yankees leading the Tampa Bay Rays 1 to nothing and the Rays with a bloop single were able to tie the game at one apiece and that's where we are now in the bottom of the 7th inning tied at one. The Yankees have now moved into the role of the underdog, very interesting plus 140, possibly another opportunity for you there Dan. The New York Yankees leading this entire game, they went into the game as a small favorite and now you can get them at plus 140 in a tie ball game very interesting opportunity there in the live market when we come back we will dive into the world of hockey we have a hockey game going to puck drop here in about an hour and a half or so in new york it'll be in the garden the new york rangers hosting the carolina hurricanes dan and i will preview it on the way back right here inside the veason bet center
1: no purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
4: This is Beth Center on VCN, the Sports Betting Network.
3: The v Summer Special is here for only $39. You get everything v has to offer from now until the end of July. The next few months are going to be filled with the best betting content in the business right here at v And subscribers will have access to all of it, including Adam Burke's daily Major League Baseball bets. Jonathan Von Tobel will have best bets all the way through the NBA Finals. Andy McNeil will break down all the action on the ice all the way through the Stanley Cup playoffs. We'll have lots of NFL preseason coverage as well, not to mention continued best bets and premium articles covering golf, UFC, USFL and NASCAR. If you want the full VSIN experience, which features daily best bet emails, every edition of Point Spread Weekly, use of our betting tools and a live video stream whenever you want it. The cost is only $39 to be a subscriber through July 31st. Sign up now at VSIN.com slash summer Brady Cannon and Dan Leach with you here inside the v Sin Bet Center and a couple of golf updates here for you. Scotty Scheffler looking to get his, I believe sixth victory? Was it his fourth victory, the uh, the uh, Masters? And now he's going on another one here. I mean, he's obviously been the hottest player in the world. He missed the cut at the PGA Championship trying to get his second major in a row, but he comes right back here in Fort Worth at Colonial. He is currently in the lead by two shots at 11 under par and in the live market, he's minus money to go on and win this tournament at minus 155. In uh, second place right behind him is Brendan Todd. He's at 8-1 to one. Harold Varner is three shots back at eight under par. He's at 11 to one. I've got Chris Kirk. He is currently at seven under par and four shots back. He's still got a couple holes left to play. Kirk in the live market is at 14 to one. And Jordan Spieth, who's been an absolute machine at this tournament, he is currently 40 to one. In the live market. Dan, let's talk a little hockey. We've got a good one on tap for later this evening. Stanley Cup playoff action at the Garden. The Carolina Hurricanes visiting the New York Rangers, 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. Carolina, of course, leads the series three games to two. And this game six opened as a pick 'em, minus 110 either way, with a total of five and a half that is heavily juiced to the under at minus 145. Now, the home team has won every game in this series, and the game has also stayed under the total in every game in this series. Currently, we've seen some money come in on the New York Rangers if they have been bumped up to a minus 120 favorite on the money line. The total is exactly where it has been at 5.5, and and again, heavily juiced to the under at minus 145. What are your thoughts on this contest and the series going forward to wrap up uh, this second-round matchup in the East?
2: By the way, Brady, I got Harold Varner the third. so let's root our guys in. We need
3: Sheffield, yeah. unfortunately. Let's talk about a playoff them. between Varner and Kirk. That'll work. Well,
2: I had Zalatoris last week, so don't remind me about playoffs.
3: Oh, I but did I too, man.
2: Oh, I, I cashed him
3: out for about five, 500, so I need I something Good. there. I got a top 10 finish with him.
2: Yeah, that was smart. I should have done. I mean, I did it last year in the Masters. I don't want to back it up this year at the PGA. But I look at this series, and I know I might be in the minority here, Brady. And you mentioned you brought up, you brought up some great, uh, you know, numbers there that every game has been under, and I've been on. A, I've been on three of the games on the under uh, that I gave out on my show, the Detroit City Cast. But I look at this game, and I think I'm in the minority because I think the Rangers are going to win, and they're going to win Game Seven, and we'll get, you know, get to an Eastern Conference Finals against Tampa Bay. You know, you mentioned the home team has won every series. I look at Chesterkin, the Rangers goaltender. He had 73 saves and allowed just two goals in games three and four. I think we're going to see more of a performance like that. The Rangers are playing, as, as, as you know, their first you know playoff home games in five years because obviously the pandemic and not making the playoffs before that. So I just think that that crowd's going to be on fire tonight. I know some people that are going to the game, friends of mine, uh, you mentioned the money obviously coming in and moving out to minus 120. I got it at minus 112, but I like the Rangers tonight. And I like the Rangers to win this series, get the job done, On the road, there will be some big Panarin game-winning goals type stuff in game number seven. I just want to get to game seven. And then I think that the Rangers can give the Lightning, who just continue to look more and more like a three-time Stanley Cup champ. You know, they got Colorado to deal with most likely or Edmonton, obviously, in the Western Conference. But something has just really kind of sucked me in with this Rangers team because when they played their best of this series, you know, winning 3-1, winning 4-1 in games 3 and 4, obviously some close losses in games 1 and 2 and then losing 3-1 to last time out. I think they get the job done uh, tonight and get the job done in game 7 and then, dare I say, some great possible prop matchup odds for Stanley Cup final possibilities if they're able to make it that far.
3: Well the Rangers have really surprised me with how resilient they have been. If you look at their record, they have won 3 elimination games in the first round of the postseason. They're on a 5-game home winning streak are the Rangers yep. and that first it's been ever since that first loss to the Pittsburgh Penguins in triple overtime to get the postseason underway. Here's another little nugget for you. I wonder if you take anything from this. Head coach Gerard Gallant, after that last loss in Carolina, uh, let's see, that was on Thursday night. He called it his team's worst performance of the postseason. And it seems like when a coach, whenever a coach comes out and says that type of thing, that that club is then ripe for a bounce back. And of course, that would be yep. tonight.
2: First off, I love uh, Nuggets, and I love Gerard Gallant, uh, former Detroit Red Wing, <laughs> yeah. and of course Vegas coach as well. I, I think that you, you know when you look at and just kind of encapsulate what we just both talked about, resiliency in the Stanley Cup playoffs, I mean, no disrespect, and obviously it's very tough to win a Super Bowl, an NBA championship, a World Series, but to me there is no tougher second season, no tougher postseason in the Stanley Cup playoffs, especially now after the last couple of years with all the delays and the bubble and the stuff that happened because of the pandemic. To see this Rangers team back at home. You mentioned the win streak on the, you know, at home. Uh, you know, what they're able to do in front of their home fans. Shisterka's been great at home. They've had some great offensive performances as well. And I feel like if they can just get the edge early in this one, based on kind of what Gallant mentioned. This was their worst performance last game. They come out, maybe take a one or two goal lead and find a way to really kind of put their their the stranglehold on this game. You get to a game seven, it's all bets off. If you don't remind me being a Red Wings fan, they lost the game seven of the Stanley Cup Finals at home. So it's not like home ice is insane. When it comes to game sevens these days, that's why I feel like if they can win tonight, they can get a game seven, get to the Eastern Conference Finals. And with the kind of advantage they've had, the metric home advantage, the home ice advantage they've had throughout the playoffs, this is a team that I think can get to the Stanley Cup Finals. And I, I was looking at some of these uh, futures. If it's the Rangers Avalanche, 14 to one, Rangers Oilers, 30 to one. So if they can find a way to win game six, I'm going to bang a couple of those.
3: All right, very good. And the Rangers still about twenty five to one to win the cup. So yep. if you can pick the right matchup at thirty to one there, maybe even a little bit better value on the New York Rangers. The New York Yankees in a little bit of trouble now as they now trail the Tampa Bay Rays two to one, and the Rays are still hitting in the bottom of the seventh inning. The Washington Nationals draw first blood in the nightcap of their doubleheader with Colorado, one to nothing Colorado batting. In the top of the second inning the western conference finals will get underway dan on tuesday in colorado the edmonton oilers and the colorado avalanche 5 30 p.m pacific 8 30 p.m eastern time and this one opened up colorado minus 175 on the money line the take back On the Oilers at plus 145, your total at six and a half. And that was juiced pretty heavily to the over at minus 135. We finally get Connor McDavid against Nathan McKinnon. Ought to be a fantastic matchup. But uh, the Avalanche are pretty heavy favorite to win the series as well at about minus 250. The take back on Edmonton about plus 210. What are your thoughts on this game coming up on Tuesday? And how do you view this series playing out?
2: Yeah, Brady, a lot of times when you see big favorites this late in the playoffs in the Stanley Cup Finals uh, or the Stanley Cup playoffs bet against them. Now, listen. The Avalanche clearly have been the best team all season long. You know, it's going to be very tough for Edmonton to beat them, but the way that McDavid and that team is playing, and you mentioned McKinnon, too. McKinnon hadn't scored for a while, finally got the pair of goals in that clincher uh, against, uh, you know, St. Louis, but the Avalanche kind of, I don't want to say they played bad at times, but their their level kind of went down a little bit, you know, letting St. Louis back in that overtime game that St. Louis extended the series, and then, of course, the Avalanche getting the job done uh, last night, but I, I, I look at Edmonton as not only a live dog, this should be a fantastic series. I think minimum it's going six games. It likely will go seven games. And right now, based on the value of getting plus two to one or more, I'm going to take Edmonton to win this series. And also, like I said, my whole prophecy is if the Rangers can get to the Eastern Conference Finals, Rangers Oilers 30 to one as a Stanley Cup matchup. So that's my goal right here. But I think this is going to be a lot of fun to watch. I mean, you mentioned McDavid versus McKinnon and just the way these two teams have played much of the season, obviously through the playoffs. I think it's going to be nip and tuck. You might see, you know, back and forth win and losses alternating throughout the entire series. But I like the Oilers to win the series with the value there. But also I like the Oilers in game number one. I like the Oilers having some rest, you know, getting through their series to get ready for the Avalanche and having a little more time off. I like the plus the 145 or maybe by, by puck drop, it's plus 160 or 165 in game number one. And the Avalanche, a little zigzag theory, I would go back with them in game number two.
3: Dan, real quick, I know you talked about uh, your like for the New York Rangers and their ability to get into the Eastern Conference Final against the Tampa Bay Lightning. What would you make the price in that series? If it's the Rangers or the Carolina Hurricane, Tampa Bay's favored in either case, yes, you think?
2: Absolutely. I think I would say probably similar, a little less maybe than the Avalanche because the Avalanche are such a good team. I would say probably minus 180 or so. Comeback plus one 130, something like that. But They definitely be favorite of both series. I believe, though, that they'd be less of a favorite against the Rangers than Carolina.
3: Interesting. Interesting. Now, Carolina, they would have home ice against uh, Tampa Bay, correct? Yep, they would. Interesting. That that will be, you know, tonight is going to say a lot where we go in the Eastern Conference. Tampa Bay just sitting there in wait and you wonder if they will struggle with the rust versus rest issue when they get back on the ice and uh, end up with an opponent here, either the Carolina Hurricanes or the New York Rangers. We'll come back and get some more insight from our hockey expert. Lou Finicaro will join us to break down both the Western Conference and Eastern Conference action on the ice. Back with more in just a moment. It is the VEASAN Bet Center right here on V the sports betting network.
4: This is
2: Bet Center on VSEN, the sports betting network.
3: Winning never looked better. Make free hoops and soccer picks for a shot at a sweet payday with the H&M Wear That Feeling Prediction Series. Enter three pools and compete for your share of $15,000 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash HM now to get in on the action. H&M to make everyone look and feel good. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Brady Cannon and Dan Leach with you inside the v Bet Center. And we are joined by our friend Lou Finicaro. He's a professional handicapper. You can find his work inside v digital publication, Point Spread Weekly. You can also follow him on Twitter, at GAM No UFC this weekend, so Mr. Finacaro is focused solely on playoff hockey. And, of course, we have a Game 6 tonight in the Garden. And my co-host Dan Leach in the last segment was talking about how he likes the Rangers not only to win tonight, but he thinks they can win Game 7. And he thinks they have a shot to knock off the two-time defending champion, Tampa Bay Lightning, and get to the Stanley Cup final. Lou, what are your opinions on some of Dan's thoughts as far as tonight's game and then going forward in the East?
4: Well, first of all, gentlemen, thanks for having me on. It's a pleasure to speak, uh, especially on a Memorial weekend, uh, where we have a lot of heroes out there that allow us to be on the air and speak about stuff as trivial as Playoff hockey, which isn't, by the way, trivial to the three of us. Uh, as far as th- this game tonight is concerned, listen: these two teams have played even hockey for for five games. For it's it's really been unbelievable, actually. Uh, the Rangers have over exceeded my expectation. I thought that they really wouldn't show as well as they have. They don't look like a team that's a year away. They look like a team that's ready right now. This guy, Gallant, one of the greatest coaches in, in Stanley Cup recent history, the guy, he's giddy over his team. He can't wait to get to this game tonight. All that being said, I think the parade of home run is over. Uh, this, this line came out as a dead pick or the Rangers minus 106, Carolina minus 104. Now you're Carolina plus 100 or plus 102. If you're looking at Circa, uh, the, the, the money's coming on the Rangers, the population's on the Rangers. And uh, quite honestly, yesterday I released a two-team parlay, Colorado to the Rangers. Now, that being said, my system today is so strong with the hurricanes that I'm taking any proceeds from that parlay and applying it to the hurricanes. And I also have to say that I say this with hurricane futures in my pocket as well, 25 to one on the Rangers to win the whales. So I am influenced to a degree by my future positions.
2: Let me ask you this, Lou. And, and you, you know, when I mentioned, I know I might be in the minority thinking the Rangers are good enough to not just win tonight, win game seven, and maybe, you know, contend with the, the two time champs, as Brady said, the lightning. But I, I look at the difference. And you mentioned this series has been completely even, but Shisterkin to me, 73 saves in games three and four allowed two goals. I know obviously the Rangers, as Golan had said, you know, their worst performance in game number five. But to me, I think that could be the difference if they win this game going on the road in a toss-up type game like, you know, Game 7, which we've seen a lot more teams win Game 7s on the road than they used to back in, like let's say, the 50s, 60s, and 70s. To me, I just think of the Rangers' first time at home in five years in front of these fans, five straight home wins. If they can win tonight, get to Game 7, I think they can get to these conference finals and
4: really give the Tampa Bay Lightning a, a run. I agree with everything you say, except the fact that if, if my aunt had whiskers, she'd be my <laughs> uncle. All right? I, I mean, I'm sorry. But, uh, and, and most of my aunts do have whiskers, guys, I'm sorry to say. Uh, but but, uh, but Dan, I, I totally get you. They're, I'm not taking anything away from the Rangers. I just believe that what's going to show up tonight is... Carolina's is going to overcome three years of playoff frustration by getting over them. And the rags are going to learn that it takes frustration in order to win.
3: I tell you what, Lou, it does feel to me a little bit like there's been so much made about the fact that the home team has won every game in this series. Maybe it's time for that to revert course. And we will. I believe Carolina is the better team of the two. But like you both said, and me included, the New York Rangers have really surprised me this entire postseason. I was surprised that they got past the Pittsburgh Penguins in the first round. Let's move over to the Western Conference, which is now the Western Conference Finals, the Colorado Avalanche hosting the Edmonton Oilers. And Colorado got a little bit of a scare there from the St. Louis Blues. And of course, the Calgary Flames put together a great effort against the Edmonton Oilers that went to overtime the other night, a controversial goal that was taken off the board that would have advanced the Calgary Flames in that series. But instead, they go home and the Oilers continue on as their pursuit in the Western Conference continues. They're pretty big. Big underdogs in this series, Lou. What do you think about game one on Tuesday night and this series going forward?
4: Well, I I think it should be a great series in the NHL and and fans win because we still got a Canadian team and and we got in that series Mm -hmm. three or four of the best players. Uh, of the top 50 that play currently are, are going to be in that series. So we all win by getting to watch this. How do I see the difference? I'll talk about it the same way as Carolina and the Rangers. Edmonton has not really faced the kind of uh, calamity and playoff disappointment that it takes to really succeed in the playoffs. And the avalanche for the last two or three years have been the, the team with the target that have underachieved. And them getting by St. Louis should not be underestimated. St. Louis is a team three years away from the cup. They lost their goalie. They played great hockey. And quite honestly, Colorado needed that struggle to prepare themselves for what I think will be a tussle that will not be the same as the one they just had in St. Louis.
2: And, Lou, you know, to further that point, and I, and I totally I get where you're coming from when you think that, you know, it's a, a team like Edmonton. You know, are they good enough right now to be the team that's obviously clearly been the best team overall in hockey this year in Colorado? And and what would it take to be enough this year? And I look at, you know, at McDavid and what he's been able to do and obviously settle and Kane and Hyman and, and Nugent Hopkins. Could they, with the way they're able to score goals in bunches? Could that be enough to maybe stunt what Colorado does so well, which is obviously they can score a ton also, but isn't there enough talent offensively, even though maybe the team itself isn't at the level to beat a team in a seven-game series like Colorado? Could McDavid and some others be enough to change the fortunes that way?
4: I think the game between the forwards matches up really even as you indicate, but that's not where the game is won. The game is won in the goal and not the blue line, and that's where Colorado is deep, strong, and and just too talented for Edmonton, a team that played good defense against Colorado. I'm not taking anything away from them, but the difference in this series is blue line and goaltenders.
3: Lou, we look at uh, the market here from our friends at BetMGM where you can kind of predict an exact outcome of what the Stanley Cup final will be. The Tampa Bay Lightning versus the Colorado Avalanche, that is the favorite at plus 140. The Hurricanes against the Avalanche at plus 260. The Lightning against the Oilers at 4-1. to one. What right now would, be, would you think maybe the most probable matchup and then maybe one that you would also bet on if it's different from that if the price is right?
4: For me, it's it's clear that it's Carolina against the Avalanche. I feel compelled that the Avalanche have done and earned what they need to to get their way into the finals. I also believe that of Carolina. I also understand that last year, Carolina and Tampa faced each other in the second round. I, I think Carolina could have been a little bit looking ahead or at least blindsided by the Rangers to a degree. They need to get past these Rangers. And once they do, they're going to focus on Tampa. And I think that will be a series where uh, Tampa will be favored, but they shouldn't be.
3: Lou, just about a minute left here and we'll let you go. Uh, We were talking about it in the last segment, Dan and I, about the rust versus rest for the Tampa Bay Lightning. It seems like we haven't seen them in two weeks. Uh, Are they going to face a problem like that, a little bit rusty when they get back out on the ice?
4: Absolutely. In game one, teams with more than five to six days of rest really have a hard time getting their legs back. In the case of Tampa, with as many games as they played the last few years and their experience, I would expect it to affect them less. But make no mistake about it, the team, whether it's the Rangers or Carolina that turns right around in game one, will have their legs
3: and Tampa won't. And we'll probably also have your money. My friend, great to talk with you as <laughs> always. Enjoy the rest of your Memorial Day weekend, and we'll do it again soon.
4: Thanks so much for having me on, Dan. Great speaking with you. Good luck with uh, NHL playoffs, everyone.
3: All right. Thanks, that is Luke. Lou Finicaro. Check him out on Twitter, at GamBlue. And, Dan, I wonder what you think there uh, about what Lou had to say. Is he convinced you at all, or are you still dead steadfast on the Rangers?
2: Absolutely love Lou, You're Captain Lou Albano, but I'm staying exactly where I was at. <laughs> I think that basically what he's saying is, do not put any money on my Rangers Oilers 30-1. Listen, obviously that's a long shot bet, but I just believe, and sometimes in the Stanley Cup playoffs, Brady, you just got to, you, you go off a of field sometimes, and obviously the metrics are behind me on the Rangers, but it's one of those things where I think if New York gets through to the Stanley East Conference Finals, they can, they can get to the Stanley Cup, and then there you, you got some great prices on those matchups at NMGM.
3: Well, one thing that is in your favor, certainly a ton of parity in the NHL this season. It looks like just about anything could happen. We will see. It's been thrilling, the postseason so far this year in the NHL. When we come back, we go back to the Diamonds. We've got baseball coming up after the top of the hour.
1: Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.
5: Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season.
3: Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vcin.com to check the current betting splits data. The betting splits page will show you where the money and the bets are moving for every game, and it's now updated every 10 minutes, so you can see the changes in all of the action. You'll be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits are another way that vcin's here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at vcin.com. Brady Cannon and Dan Leach with you inside the v Bet Center checking the Major League Baseball scoreboard. The Texas Rangers all over the Oakland A's 11-3, bottom of the seventh inning. Another game that goes over the total there. The Miami Marlins, this game currently staying under the total. A low total in this one, I believe it closed at 6.5 with Sandy Alcantara on the hill for Miami. They are leading the Atlanta Braves in the top of the ninth inning now 4-1. to one. San Francisco still trailing Cincinnati 3-2 to two in the bottom of the eighth inning there at the Great American Ballpark. And your Cleveland Guardians, Dan, they get over the total there. Eight to one, now up on the Detroit Tigers in the top of the ninth inning. Tampa still leading the New York Yankees, now three to one. It was two to one, now three to one in the bottom of the eighth inning over New York down there in Tampa. The Colorado Rockies have tied it up with Washington in the second game of their doubleheader. They are tied at one apiece and no score at Fenway Park between the Red Sox and the Baltimore Orioles, also the nightcap of their twin, Bill. Uh, We've got baseball also going to first pitch here in less than 30 minutes from now, and we'll start in Chicago, the White Sox hosting the Chicago Cubs, 4.15 Pacific time, 7.15 p.m. Eastern. And it'll be Keegan Thompson facing Johnny Cueto. Thompson, a perfect 4-0 on the season. Cueto has not yet figured in a decision, but he's been pitching very well for the Pale Hose, Dan. His last 12 innings have been scoreless, allowing just eight hits in, tw- or, and also striking out 12 White Sox an even twenty-two and twenty-two on the season. The Cubs have lost two straight, and they are eight games below five hundred. They're still in third place in the National League Central, but they are ten games back of the Milwaukee Brewers. The Southsiders, a pretty decent size favorite here, minus one thirty eight on the money line, Dan, and a lower total by today's standards anyway of eight. <laughs>
2: Yeah, it's a fascinating game, Brady. And listen, you know, as I talk about on my show and have talked about on the various shows I've been honored enough to, to do like today with you on Vison. you don't want to just bet to bet. But there are definitely some games that maybe I didn't originally have on my card, but the more I looked into it, I felt better about it. Maybe I won some stuff earlier in the day and I wanted to extend You know, the winning streak on this Memorial Day weekend. And this is this is one of those kind of games. You mentioned Thompson, who's been fantastic. 4 0 154 ERA. I mean, the Cubs aren't a great team, but they have played decent at times. I hate they gave up 20 runs to the Reds the other day. And then Cueto's, you mentioned, not figuring a decision, but a zero ERA. So while that total is definitely in this modern era of the last week or so of totals being a lot higher than we're used to earlier in the season, I think the play for me, it's a small play on the under in this one. I think this is going to be a 2-1, 3-2 type of game. I mean, I, I'm not laying the 140 with the White Sox because Thompson's pitched so well and Quinto obviously doesn't have a decision yet. But I like I, I lean on the under, a small play for me on the under in this one. I think it's going to be a lower scoring game uh, with the White Sox and Cubs, the Windy City rivalry, if you will.
3: Yeah, I can tell you, I did not make a play on this game, and I did not make a play on this next game coming up as well. That's also 4.15 Pacific, 7.15 p.m. Eastern Time, and that is in the other desert, the Dodgers at the Diamondbacks. Tony Gonsolin will take on Merrill Kelly, uh, Battle of National League West rivals, and the Dodgers lead this division At 31-14, and now Arizona, eh, they have lost eight of their last ten games, but they're still just one game under 500. It seems like this team gets very streaky. They'll lose six in a row, win four in a row. Uh, Just hard to know which way they are going to go at any moment. Um, I think they're actually a pretty decent baseball team, but they get on these streaks. Like I mentioned, they've lost eight out of their last ten. Now the Dodgers are just a short road favorite here at minus 109 on the money line. Dan, with a total of eight and a half.
2: Yeah, and this is another game. I, I I'm staying away from this. You know, no official play for me on this. But you mentioned and he's been fantastic, four zero. That one six two ERA. You know, Kelly has been terrible either, three and two with a three forty nine ERA. Once again, eight and a half. We're seeing you know totals not be crazy. I I still think this would be a lean on the under for me. I'm not going to play this game, but I think this is one of those kind of games that feels like it's going to go into the fifth, sixth inning, maybe zero zero, one nothing, two one at best, and it's up to the bullpens to hold it down. The Dodgers, we know can score a ton of runs, but Gonsolin, I think, can hold the Dimebacks regardless, so I think the under is the lead for me, but I'm going to stay away from this game, and it should be a lot of fun to watch with two pretty decent pitchers.
3: You know what? And I read the uh, line wrong there. It's not minus 109. It's minus 190, so the Dodgers a big road favorite there. And If it was it, minus 109, I'd take the Dodgers. Right. I, I tell you what, though, at plus 175 or so, plus 170, I might look uh, take a look at Merrill Kelly. He's kind of been a wise guy guy to bet on for the past two or three seasons in Arizona. Arizona.
2: Yeah, absolutely, yes, and and I think that these are the kind of games where you're getting that kind of value at home. Arizona seems to play teams like Los Angeles, the San Diego Padres. When they've had some interleague games against some good teams, they seem to. I mean, I've bet them a lot in those situations, and when you're getting almost two to one, it seems like they've done very well in those situations. But uh, to me, I, I don't like that. I don't have a feel for who's going to win this game. I just feel like, and, I, and I'm normally a guy that likes to go over totals, but I'm giving you two leads Well, one official play for me in the last game that comes in White Sox. But I just. The, the one thing that stands out to me is like both these starting pitchers can go deep in the game and I like the lean on the under eight and a half but uh can we change that line back to minus one or nine I'll, I'll be the Dodgers
3: <laughs> well you might get it in game and I, I tell you what Dan it's interesting that you bring that up the Dodgers for me I want to say the past three seasons or so when they've really been so dominant I love for them to get down by a run or two early sure. in the game and then grab them at even money maybe plus 120 you know you're never going to get you know, two to one or something like that, unless they're really far behind. But I love to see them just get out maybe behind a run or two early. And I think that's an opportunity where, you know, the point you're making, we can chop that original price of minus 190 down quite a bit, maybe in the neighborhood of minus 109 or so.
2: Yep. And I'll never forget it. I was a, a, in Vegas at the, doing Visa shows last May uh, around, uh, you know, the PGA uh, Kentucky Derby time of year. And our our good friend Brent Musburger at the, the Mega Bar uh, at, at uh, VEASAN or at, uh, at Circa and had the Dodgers down two runs and, of course, they came back and hit a three-run homer, and they were plus, like, 220. I can't remember who they were playing. It I might have been the Pirates. It wasn't a team that was very good. And, of course, they came back, won the game outright. Musburger's buying everyone scotches. It was a great <laughs> night. The Dodgers are that kind of team. You know, the Yankees are that kind of team in a lot yes, of situations. Yes, Where they're down two, three runs. They find a way back. They have a five-run crooked inning. And the Dodgers do that over and over again. The thing is, is this is a good pitching matchup, and it depends on what happens if they get to the bullpens. That's where i feel better about the Dodgers needing to come back in that situation.
3: The Dodgers just recently swept the Arizona Diamondbacks in Savez Ravine, so we'll see if that success over the Snakes continues. But that would be the situation I would look for here. And you have to do it against the right opponent. You know, if the Dodgers right. are playing... The Yankees, for instance, or, or, you know, another, you know, maybe the Milwaukee Brewers, another really formidable opponent. Maybe you don't necessarily dive in, but this Dodgers team is so good, you can almost never count them out. Uh, the Phillies at the Mets completes the trifecta of games starting in about the next 25 minutes or so. This will be Zach Eflin facing Taiwan Walker. Both pitchers pretty solid this season. Uh, Walker a perfect 2-0 against Eflin's 1-3 and record. New York leads Philly. In the division by eight and a half games and the Phillies four games under 500. The Mets are trying to clinch another series victory with a victory this evening at Citi Field. And they are minus 112 on the money line with a total of eight and a half. Dan, I did bet this one and the money has come in a little bit on Philadelphia. I was able to get plus 110 on Philadelphia. Now they're about even money.
2: Yeah, I you know it's funny I got Ted as well, and this is a it's a tough it's a tricky game because you got two another good pitching matchup with Eflin and Walker, and I like getting the value with the Phillies. They're playing better baseball. You know the Mets obviously have nine more wins than Philadelphia, but it's one of those you know classic NL East division matchups where the Phillies. I just feel like you know this is a good spot for them getting plus money. Eflin would be much better than one and three uh, if the Phillies had some more wins earlier in the season. So I'm with you. We're riding this together. It's City Field in Queens, New York, uh, both on the Phillies, coming up in a little bit.
3: Dan, do you think there might be a period of time here, a little bit of a window for maybe the next two to four weeks where you could possibly fade the Mets? Because- You've got Max Scherzer on the hill until July, Jacob DeGrom probably on the shelf until late July, Uh, Tyler McGill supposed to come back in maybe two or three weeks. But you could have a window here where the starting pitchers are few and far between for New York and maybe puts more tax on their bullpen could be an opportunity to fade them, you know, in certain spots here again for the next few weeks until they get healthy on the mound
2: you know I think it's a great point and I think you look at teams like the Mets that are obviously you know 30 win threshold right now as we're you know just crossing over into June they have a pretty decent lead as you mentioned over the Braves and the Phillies you know they've been a pretty you know they've been a, a good team at home not great 14 and 8 but a better team on the road at 16 and 9 just 6 and 4 in their last 10 this is where teams like Atlanta and Philadelphia and heck even Miami can maybe get a little closer so yeah I think this is the time where you've got a lot of and you mentioned Scherzer being the biggest one and McCann as well and some others as you, as you brought up there. This is a time where the Mets closer to the, you know, getting close to the All-Star break, have a chance to maybe have some rough baseball.
3: All right. That is one hour in the books here inside the v bet Vet Center. When we come back, it's time to talk a little golf. Both Dan and I have a player in contention down in Fort Worth, Texas at the Charles Schwab Challenge. Come on back. It's v the Sports Betting Network.